Welcome to Inside Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. I'm Vaughn. And I'm Sophie. And today we're talking about Chapter 9 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. The Midnight Duel. Yes. Okay, so let's get started talking about that. So, before he met Draco, Harry never thought he would meet a boy he hated more than Dudley. How could you... Which is saying something. That's saying something. I mean, Dudley's bad. He's bad. I hate him a lot. Yeah. But obviously, we're going to learn way more about why he hates Draco. Yes. Throughout this whole series. Um, So, first year, Gryffindors only had potions with the Slytherin, so he didn't have to put up with him much. Until they learned that they would have flying lessons with Slytherin. Oh. And that kind of... Flying. It's kind of sad because that like flying is what harry had been looking forward to and then there's the slytherins there yeah so it's kind of like what he had been looking forward most to is kind of ruined now because his worst enemy is in his class um yeah so um so yeah what do you before this like let's just pretend we're students at hogwarts before the flying lesson do you guys think we would be you would be good at flying yes no what would you think what would you think, like, you know how some students are excited and some students are, like, nervous? What would yeah. you guys be thinking? I'd be nervous. I'd, I'd be like, I'm not getting on a broom. I'm never going to wing up in the air because I'm afraid of heights. Uh-huh. I'd be like, <clears throat> the worst that can happen to me is I die. break a bone or I die. Well, because you mean, see, if you go fly, if you have to fly too high. But you're all, the, but you're always, you're always with a teacher. At least at school, you're always with a teacher that can, like how Dumbledore in number three, kind of like when Harry fell and he used a spell to lift Harry up. Yeah, but you air. know how like yeah. when Madame Hooch, mm-hmm. she left, and then there's just Harry and Draco Malfoy. They're on their brooms, and Harry goes super high to get yeah. Remember all, yeah, which is in this chapter, so you guys would know what it is. Yeah, okay, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, when you fly super high to get the ball, what if, say, the broom cracks under his weight? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, but Professor, per, but for Professor McGonagall saw him when he was up in the air, so she came out. She so. wouldn't have enough time. No, she wouldn't. I would, okay, I would hope that Hermione would know what to do. Yeah. Because Hermione knows all of those spells. I think she would know what to do. And I, if I broke a bone, the teacher could fix yeah, it. Yeah, they can but easily fix it. you'd be in agonizing pain. Yeah. yeah. I think I would maybe not necessarily be good with it at the start, but I would probably be looking forward to it. Because I'm not super afraid of heights, but I don't know if I'd actually be good. Yeah, um, I think I would be good, and plus, I'm not nervous. I think, like, don't you have to be confident to, like, have the broom, like, you know? Not really. No. It's just kind of like you have to say with power. Like, do yeah. it now, or I'll kill you. Um, so, a lot of students talked about flying because they'd been doing it since they were little. Um. Why would you let your children, your very little kids, fly? Well, it's kind of, well, I mean, they don't necessarily... On a broomstick with no disguise. Because we know that Harry had a toy broomstick, which he got from Sirius when he was little. Really? Yeah. Uh Oh. Yeah, so... They probably so had stuff like that, and then when they carry like go 50, 15 miles in the air. Yeah, no. Um, Yay. I just he probably they probably 
like at 10 were probably allowed to start flying especially if they came from wizarding families like ron's um so neville and hermione were both very nervous about flying and flying was the only thing Hermione couldn't learn by heart from a book, which is pretty much what Hermione l- relies on to do anything. <laughs> She's yeah. like, well, I know this because I read the book, so I know how to do it. But flying, you can't learn from a book. Yeah, I have, yeah. Um, and Neville, he's just not necessarily good at anything, <laughs> except for, like, he's, he's good at herbology. So That's, the, that's, that's really his only spell specialty. Yeah, and other than spoiler. that. Neville went on on to become the herbology teacher. Yeah, that's not that's not a huge spoiler. (laughs) Yeah. Well, not really. It's in like book seven or it's in Cursed Child. Yeah. So that morning at breakfast, Neville received a package from his grandmother. It was a glass ball filled with smoke called a remembrall, and the remembrall tells you if there's something you've forgotten to do. But that that's just stupid, because, like, you're spending all this time, like, what did I forget? Because, because you're not going to re- tell you. If you forget something, you're not going to remember what you forgot. Yeah. Um, so if you hold it and the mist turns red, you've forgotten something. Neville's always forgetting things, so I think it, for, for Neville, it would always be red. Um, Neville's so, so this was a this was a wholehearted gift from yes, grandmother. She definitely put thought into this. So, um, of course, Neville held it and it turned red. So he was like sitting there trying to figure out what he had forgotten when Malfoy came up and snatched it out of his hand. McGonagall immediately came by and got the remember remember all back. I that word is kind of hard for remember me. all. Remember all. Remember, remember, remember all. Say that five times try, fast. Try that five Remem- times fast. Remember, remember, all, remember, remember, remember all. Remember all. Remember all. Okay. 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 Um. So that afternoon, Gryffindor students hurried out onto the grounds for their first flying lesson. The Slytherins were the Slytherins were already there, and there were twenty broomsticks on the ground. How many students are there per house? Twenty broomsticks on the ground. That's not enough. That's ten. Because um, that's like that's twenty first years. Because in the movie, it says that there are twenty six students. Okay, so if there are ten students in first year students at Gryffindor and ten in Slytherin. Well, obviously that's not enough. Then there's oh yeah. Yeah, that, so okay, actually, each. that does kind of make sense. Ten each. Because no, it doesn't. If you really can, you Probably can you count house. all the Gryffindor first years? No. Right now, I think Harry, Hermione. Oh no, sorry, no, no, Harry, stop, stop. Ron, Harry, Hermione, Dean, Seamus, Seamus, Thomas. Thomas. Sorry, Tom. Thomas. Thomas. Seamus, um, Parvati, Neville. Lavender, Neville. Wait, Parvati and who? What's her second? What's the second? That's Padma, but she's in Ravenclaw. Oh. Um, oh, I think there's um, more. Two. Well, there's supposed to be three okay, more. Let's so start time naming Gryffindor. Yeah, okay. Oh, him. Neville. Wait, yeah, we already counted him. We have only have eight here. No, one didn't. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah. And Dean. We already did that. Lee is not in their year. Lee, um, Lee's in George and Fred's year. So forth. Madam Hooch then arrived and told everyone to stand by her broomstick. She told everyone to stick up their right hand above their broom and yell up. Now, what confuses me is that there is no instruction before she has them do this. She's just like, just ride the broomstick. Just go for it. And 
we don't I mean like there's no instruction. She didn't yeah. she didn't teach them anything about broomsticks before she actually had them ride a broomstick. Which you think she would. Like maybe give them a little bit of background on different types of broomsticks or I don't know, just talk a little bit about flying in general. And yeah. she didn't. She just skipped it. So mm-hmm. um Harry's imme- Harry immediately went oh, Harry's broom immediately went into his hand Hermione's rolled over and Neville's didn't move of course because it's Neville um (laughs) Madam Hoot showed them how to mount their brooms yeah and there was no lesson uh then Madam Madam Hooch wanted them to kick is it Madam Hooch yeah yeah it's Madam Hooch okay then Madam Hooch wanted them to kick off from the ground and count one two and before three Neville kicked off from the ground and he rose straight up like directly into the air um neville swung off of his broom and was hanging off by his hands when he fell off madam hooch took him to the hospital wing to get fixed up see so so madam hooch can't do anything to help them no she can't she probably has a wand though i don't know why she she wouldn't do anything to help neville so so, dumbledore did it in book three neville went out of control and he went super high up then he fell and then he would die then he died because i don't understand this because she probably jk rowling just probably didn't like think of it at that time but um dumbledore he saved harry from falling and hitting the ground in book three so why didn't madam hooch save neville in book one maybe maybe she's Maybe she knows how to fly, but doesn't exactly know how to do a lot of spells. I just feel like she should. Maybe she's one of those kids <clears throat> that likes... Well, well, she majored. She probably majored <laughs> in flying, yeah. not She's spells. probably, like, one of those people who like sports, which is, like, flying yeah. pretty much, but has, like, bad grades, you know? <laughs> it's like, but why would she be a teacher? Because, you know, teachers, like, right now, like... You know, they have to know all the subjects, so why wouldn't Madam well, Hooch know? Well, in middle school and high school, they don't have to. They only need to know one, that's so that, well, and that's what they do at Hogwarts. Each teacher only knows one subject. I know, yeah. but, like, they had to go through Hogwarts. Madam Hooch? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but maybe... Well, that's not really the thing they specialize in. It's, like, teachers today. Like, they probably don't remember all the science stuff. Yeah. Or the, if you're a master. But we have no idea because we're not teachers, because, so. Yeah, but, um, like, if you were a mathematician, you would need to know a lot of math, and you might not know everything about science that you learned in school. Like, you not, might not remember Okay, all. we're spending way too much yeah, time. we're spending way too much time discussing <laughs> yeah, this topic. That, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so Draco immediately started making fun of Neville, and he found Neville's rememberal in the grass, and Harry told Malfoy to give it to him. Of course, Draco didn't listen and took off on his broomstick. But, like, I don't think any kid would listen to another kid, especially that age. Like, why should he listen to Harry? Harry's not the authority. You're Harry, not my dad. You're not my, You're not the police. <laughs> Harry's dad. not... Harry's not his teacher, so he doesn't need to listen to Harry. And then Draco's like, Ma, I'll tell the teacher. Harry's like, I'll tell the teacher. And then Draco's like, it's my word against yours. He's like, my and- father will hear about this. <laughs> um, uh, Hermione yelled for Harry to stop, but uh, Harry went straight onto his broomstick to go after Draco. And Harry got to Draco and turned sharply to face him. And Draco was stunned. You faced me. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Okay. Is that it? Yep, for me, yeah. Okay, let me just fix my mic. There. Okay. Mm. 
Harry said to give it to him, or he would knock Draco off his broom. Draco refused. That's, that's just evil. I know. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, like, I'm going to break your bones. <laughs> yeah. I know the ground. I'm going to push you out of this car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? That's just, pushing someone off a broomstick is the same thing as pushing someone out of a car. Yeah. Um, it's like going 85 or something. Yeah. <laughs> Draco refused, and Harry shot his broom at Draco like a javelin. Okay. Harry is murderous. But before he does that, he takes out a case and then he attaches a spike to the rock. <laughs> He's, He's like, like I'm gonna oh, get you. <laughs> Harry said that Crab and Goyle couldn't save him now after Draco dodged Harry. Yeah, <laughs> Crab and Goyle can't save you now, yeah. Draco. Time to die. Malfoy <laughs> threw the remember. Remember all? Remember, remember all. all. Remem- Dra- Malfoy threw the remember all af- after he realized what Harry said is true. He's like, he's right. Oh, snap, he's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> the ball started to fall, and and Harry dived for it and caught it a foot from the ground. Yeah. Do you think that's even possible? Like, Because I know you can catch it a foot from the ground, but wouldn't like... The room goes speeding, smashing into it. it yeah. It couldn't yeah. stop that fast. Could, yeah. Mm-hmm. It smashed into the ground. Yeah. Yup. <laughs> okay, there. Um, Harry landed safely onto the grass. Successfully. Safely. Oh, safely. <laughs> Go ahead. Safely. He landed safely onto the grass. Grass. The ground. <laughs> Later to hear a teacher yelling his name. That teacher was Professor <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> that teacher was Professor McGonagall. She started to say that <clears throat> that he could himself. <laughs> <laughs> she came up to him and said, <laughs> <laughs> All the kids were trying to say it wasn't his fault, but she didn't listen and Told. Because they all thought Harry was going to get in trouble yeah. for trying to kill Draco. <laughs> but she didn't like, listen. It's okay. He was just trying to kill Draco. It's <laughs> fine. Like, oh, that's okay. Have a biscuit, Potter. But she didn't <laughs> But she didn't listen and told Harry to follow her. Okay, let me see where I keep losing my stop, spot. The, the, the thing McGonagall doesn't know is that Harry tried, tried to kill Draco. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sophie, I keep but I keep losing my spot. <laughs> she came down and said, <laughs> "Harry started to think." <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still laughing at. Okay, that. go ahead. Okay, Harry started to think of his punishment as as I went along the castle to only to stop at the out of classroom door. She started. She asked for Wood to come out for a minute, and he came out. Oh, the Wood cuss! You can spank Mister. <laughs> <laughs> She took a wood in here. Oh, what you drop? Um, <laughs> nothing. Um, know, let me see. Oh yeah, Harry thought. Stop losing your place. <laughs> Harry thought wood. <laughs> this is in my Harry notes, thought but... wood was a wooden paddle. Yes, Harry thought wood was a wooden paddle that was going to <laughs> to <laughs> whack him. Oh my gosh! Exactly. He's, he's like, who's wood? <laughs> He's like, who's wood? Exactly. 
Meet, meet Oliver Wood. And then he smacks him. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. She, Professor McGonagall took Wood and Harry into an empty room and introduced them and introduced them and told Wood she found him a new seeker. A new seeker. Wood was surprised and glad to hear that. McGonagall said he, said he was a natural and Harry said it was his first time on a broomstick. McGonagall was telling Wood of all about his dive, and Wood... Wait, wait, but when Harry says, it was my first time on a broomstick, McGonagall's like, I wasn't talking about you. <laughs> Keep going, Sophie. Oh, wait, you've lost your spot again. No, oh, I my didn't. God. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't this time. Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, McGonagall was telling Wood about his dive, and Wood said he's the right bell for a seeker, too. I think... Oh, yeah. Uh, later in the series, um, I think they talk about how the Seekers have to be, like, light so they can be yeah. fast on the broom. Fast. Yep. And we'll most likely do a Quidditch episode soon. Yes. In the, in the, in the Cause, near yeah, cause, future. Because we have the Quidditch through the ages books. So we, we might do, we might do, like, different analysis. Like, we might do Wait, different. Why don't we just read chapters? Like, well, we might do. Oh, that's a good idea. We, like, we just as our chapters. analysis part. Or okay. Like, what if we actually just read the chapters? <laughs> okay, yeah. Go ahead, Stephanie. Okay. We'll do that after we finish our Harry yeah. Potter series. It's gonna take a long time. Years. First years, we're not we're not allowed to play Quidditch. So Professor McGonagall was going to ask Dumbledore if they can bend the rule a little. Even though it's not bending the rule a little, it's kind of bending the rule a lot. Because which is, it's kind of gonna, it's gonna make all the other first years want to play Quidditch, which is really gonna annoy McGonagall. Um, yeah. Draco is probably extremely mad. Draco's gonna be like, McGonagall, can't I do Quidditch? Be a seeker? And then and I was like, no, he would not follow you about this. And no, 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 he would go to Snape. Yeah. Snape. You're letting Harry play. Harry comes over to Harry and disciplines him. Okay. No playing. No playing Quidditch, Potter. Let me swear. Oh my God, no. Sophie. Okay, there we go. Now it's dinner time, and Harry told Ron everything about the Quidditch stuff. Harry is the youngest person to play in a century on the Gryffindor team. How long is a century? A hundred years. Yes. You're probably wrong. <laughs> no, a century is a hundred years. Yeah. Like oh. decades, no ten. math. Yeah. Or <laughs> it's common sense. Go ahead, Sophie. Okay. Why are you looking I'm it looking up? up. Oh, it's a hundred years. years. It's okay. Just, I told you. Go ahead. <laughs> oh my goodness. Harry oh, told Ron to not tell any because anyone because Wood wanted to keep it a secret. Fred and George came over and, and congratulated him and told Harry that they are the Peters on the team. Fred and George said they they are going to win the the Quidditch Cup this year because they have not they haven't won since Charlie left and they have a new seeker. Yep, they have a new who, seeker. Who was their last seeker? Their last seeker? Yeah. Their last seeker. I don't know. I don't think they had one. Just kidding. <laughs> they were just like, we're not gonna have a seeker. We're gonna win anyway. Yeah. God. Then they had to leave because Lee Jordan said he found a new passage out of school. Oh, great. And they, and they were like, it's probably the one we found in our first week. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. Oh, second page. Of the notes. We need to start doing digital notes so we don't have all that, like, crinkle in the audio. Yeah. it's not an episode without some audio noises, Crinkles. whatever. <laughs> Draco came over and was teasing Harry about how he thought Harry's going home. Draco challenged Harry to a duel with Ron at, as his second in the trophy room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's... He challenged Harry to a duel, and Ron at, was going to be a second. At midnight. Um, Harry asked Ron what a second is, and he said it is someone who takes over for you if you die. But, oh, great. But you, yeah, but you only die in proper duels, and the most Harry and Draco could do is send sparks at each other. Yeah. Ron said if some... Um, Sorry. Ron said if something goes wrong with his wand, throw it aside and punch Draco in the nose. <laughs> I can just see that going, that happening. Okay. okay. Go, keep going. Let's see. Oh, Hermione Lizzie. Granger came up and said that she overheard what Harry and Draco were saying, and they shouldn't go wandering at night. Then, oh wait, she said, yeah, she said you shouldn't go wandering at night, because if you get caught, you'll lose points for Gryffindor, and that's just selfish. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is kind of selfish. Yeah. Then she left after after they said it was just none of her business. Oh, Hermione, it isn't your business. What do you... She just is obsessed with winning. She's just like, we all have to be good so we win the house cup. Yeah. Because that's the way we are. We're Gryffindor. We yeah. have to win everything. Neville still wasn't back from the hospital winning that night, and Ron was... <laughs> and Ron was telling Harry tips for the duel. He is giving her. I think we should take a short break. Yeah, let's take a short break and then we'll be back with Vaughn's part and our analysis part of the episode. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll be right back. And we're back from our break. So So, now it's Vaughn's turn, too. Harry and Ron went out of the Gryffindor common room and Hermione was there. Uh, Hermione got angry at them because they were going to go to the duel. She's like, you're going to lose all our points. Oh, my goodness. She just cares way too much. You guys are going to just lose all the points. I earned for Gryffindor by knowing all those questions. Uh-huh. Uh, and when Hermione went to go into the common room, the fat lady wasn't there anymore, and she was locked out. Oh, great. So she followed She followed Harry and Ron. And as they walked they to the trophy room, they found Neville lying on the floor. Oh my goodness, just and imagine as, seeing that. And as they approached him, he instantly awoke. Mm-hmm. And he said that he couldn't remember the room password to go to bed. So uh, Hermione said it was Pig's Snout. Pig's Snout, yeah. Pig's Snout, yes. Um, lost place, please. <laughs> um... Okay, Neville went with them too, and when they reached the trophy room, they reached the trophy room without being spotted by Filch. When they reached it, Malfoy wasn't there, but they heard someone speak who wasn't Malfoy. The voice said, "Sniff around, my sweet. They might be lurking in a corner." Wait, do you think? Do you think Draco tipped Filch off? Well, Hermione thinks that. Hermione thinks that. Okay. Yes. So, uh, it was Filch speaking to Miss Norris. Uh, so they were sneaking, they, they snuck around trying to get away from him. They went down a hallway filled with suits of armor. 
when Neville tripped on a Ron and they fell into a suit of armor. Oh, great. How did Neville trip? I did no he idea. just trip over his... It just, it just said he tripped. Okay. Uh, Harry then yelled to run, and they all bolted. They tore through a tapestry and found themselves along a hidden corridor. They bolted down it and came out near their charm's classroom. Hermione said that Malfoy probably tipped off Felch. They came across Peeves. Wait, what do you do? You guys think Draco did? I think so. I think so. He probably tipped him off because he, you know, he, he probably got in trouble. Yeah. I think he probably was like Felch. There's gonna be somebody here tonight, and then he and then, yeah, yeah. So they ran. Eventually, they ran into Peeves. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, it's Peeves. And, uh, and th- so they were talking, he was like, Ickle firsties, what are you doing out of bed? He's mm-hmm. like, I should tell Fuji. And then he hollered, children out of bed. Mm-hmm. So, and they, they ran. Who did he think that was going to attract? Felch. Felch or his cat. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so they ran to the end of the corridor to a locked door. Ron said it was the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hermione, but then Hermione used Olohomora to unlock the door. Once Filch came, he asked Peeves where they went, but Peeves wouldn't tell him. He was, like, playing games with him. Yeah. He normally does that. <laughs> like, say please or, I'll t- or I won't tell you nothing. And then when Filch said, okay, please, and they said nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So... Hmm. Okay, so Neville started tugging on Harry's sleeve, and when Harry turned around, he realized they were on in the Forbidden Corridor when he saw a huge three-headed dog. And uh, it was snarling at them, and it was okay. What I'm confused about is how did a first-year spell open the door that has a three-headed dog in it? Yeah, why would why would they? What you think they placed a more powerful spell on it, or like at least? enchant other sort of enchantments but my idea is that because it's a first level first year spell the person either like um whoever's trying to break in either wouldn't think of it or they would open it and then like realize that the three-headed dog obviously isn't something they would be able to get past a dumbledore could get arrested for child endangerment (laughs) well probably not because he told everyone don't go there so Okay, go ahead. Yes. So, they opened the door and ran into the common room. Filch wasn't there, because he, he wasn't there. Um, and her, once they reached there, Hermione remarked that it was standing on a trap door. So, Harry realized that that was probably where the thing Hagrid was getting. The, yeah. The thing Hagrid got from Gringotts was... It's probably not the same. I would hide it if I were him. I would have hidden it in Dumbledore's office. Yeah. yeah. There's so many things in there. I would have just hidden it in, like, maybe his pensive or... Yeah, because there's, like, there's like a hundred... His office is so hide crowded. Hide it in Fox's cage. It's so crowded. Yeah. Nobody would ever find it. And there's so many things to hide it in and, like, or to hide it behind. What if you just, like, made a bunch of replica sorcerer stones uh-huh and and then just put them in a bowl yeah that would have been and then they would if they took a well then they could take all of them and just try them all but i mean he could hide a bunch how, of ones yeah so okay he could there's a lot of stuff different stuff he yeah. could do is that the end or just destroy it true is that the end 
yes, at the end. Okay, okay. There's a gonna... picture of the three-headed dog um, on the cover. On the cover of the chapter? Yeah. Well, uh, oh, it's also uh, on the cover of the book. The, on the depending cover, on what type on the cover of the chapter it's a fat late the fat lady's portrait oh well it yeah. depends on what book cover you have because we have the one where harry's like flying his broom through oh, the yeah. pillars then, with the castle in the background and, and the unicorn and then you see the three-headed dog on the right yeah, yeah. so right. depends on what kind of different cover you have yes so, so i'm gonna go to the end of the chapter so you can read the, read the last sentence a little too far <laughs> Okay, it looked as though Harry had found where the grubby lit the grubby little package from Vault 713 was. Ooh. Okay. Wow. Now we are going to do our movie goofs for this chapter. Yay. Yes. Okay. Go ahead, Sophie. At around 58 minutes before Malfoy throws away Neville's remember all. <laughs> I have a hard time saying that. There is no building. Wait. There's no building for a great distance, but after he throws it, Harry catches it right before Professor McGonagall's room. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, the number of place settings at place settings at the table at the initial feast show that there are eight first years in each house, which would make up th- which would make thirty-two. But when the pupils are lined up for their first flying lesson, there are only twenty-six. However, it's perfectly reasonable to have extra uh, place settings at the table houses, regardless of the total number. If it isn't, it isn't known how many first years will be seated at each table until they are sorted. I think that's more of like a clarifying one for people. Yeah, people Um, think it's a goof. So at around 56 minutes, when the students are first learning about brooms, Madam Hooch tells the students to kick off from the ground once she sounds her whistle. She blows her whistle and Neville starts to rise from the ground. Even before he loses control of the broom, she yells at him. He's the only one who did as he, he as he was told. Um, why is he in trouble? Question mark. At around one hour and one minute, when Harry, Ron, and Hermione first enter Fluffy's corridor and start running towards the door, one of the torches clearly has a, a little flame before it bursts into a flame when they come. That's probably one of those, like, because if you can see that in the, obviously you can see it in the movie, because this is a movie goof, but um, that actually, I think it's probably magic, like, because when they pass, yeah, when I, someone I mean, passes. That's probably not a goof. I don't know. I just take stuff that, like, has to do with the chapter. Okay. Um. So now we're going to move on to our news, and then we're going to go to our analysis, which is going to be about Argus Filch, as you probably knew from the episode title. We have four But... Um, okay, so our news for this week is that for Harry Potter at home, for this whole, like, event, I guess, like, what they're having on WizardingWorld.com, people can submit Wizarding World drawings. There's an article on Wizarding World. Is there a prize? I don't think so, but I I found the article on WizardingWorld.com, and, like, they put a bunch of kids drawn, like, stuff kids have drawn on there, and, like, just what they're of, and it's really cool, so... There's an article on Wizard. Sorry, um, are they good drawings or like little kids? Well, some of them are from little kids, but you know they're all good. Like obviously, the kids know what but Harry are there, Potter are is. Are there any that are like really good? Yeah, there are some really good ones on there. Um, so as always, the link will be put in the description, and you can enter, and it's really cool. So if you can draw well, maybe enter. Um. So, for next week's chapter, 
See, that's one of the. Yeah. Oh, that's and, nice. Um, our other piece of news is that for next week's chapter ten, you can listen to Whoopi Goldberg read it. It's called Halloween. Who is Whoopi Goldberg? She's an actress on WizardingWorld.com. You can go find that. So she in the series? No, they're getting just famous yeah. people to do also. That's so stupid. They should have Cornelius. They don't. They don't have enough people from Harry Potter series. They're probably willing to do it. So, um, there's like a hundred. Okay, so yeah, if you just don't want to read it, like, if you don't have time to just sit down and read it, listen to Whoopi Goldberg read it <laughs> to you. So, um, okay, let's get to our Argus Filch analysis. Yay! Okay, I'll start it off. Okay. Argus Filch works at Hogwarts as a caretaker. Obviously. He has a cat named Miss Norris, <clears throat> who frequently helps him catch students out of bed late at night. And troublemakers throughout the school. There are a lot of theories on Mrs. Norris. Like, why pe- would he name people it think Mrs. she's an animagus? People think like her and Filch. I don't know. Were married or something? Yeah, like they're ma- they're married, and then a curse was placed upon Miss Norris, and she's a real cat. Yeah. So there are a lot of theories about Mrs. Norris, but I'm pretty sure she's just a cat. Yeah. <laughs> um, Filch. Is she's actually a Meaning he was born to a magical family, but has no magical ability. Like, he he is a wizard, but he can't perform magic. That's gotta be sad for him. That's yeah. depressing, because, like, he... He really wanted to. He probably, you know, he probably really wants to. He gets to see all these kids do it all the time. Yeah. But, so, Ar- obviously, Argus Filch has no wand. So, I found this article on wizardingworld.com, and it's called In Defense of Argus Filch. And it's pretty much just, like... A bunch of, like, I guess, defense, like, why he was okay. You know, like, just reasons why he was a good person, I guess. He wasn't a good person. So, you see, when, spoiler alert, you guys might want to fast forward because this comes up in book seven. Just talk. Go ahead. Um, so, when, uh, when, when Voldy and his, uh, Demogorgon eaters um, take Demogorgon. over. Demogorgon. Death eaters, sorry. Uh, take over Hogwarts. Go ahead. Uh, when they take over Hogwarts, um, Filch actually likes it. Yeah. He he, he's dark, but. He's bad. Yeah, so starting, the article starts with a question and it says, Who are your top five Hogwarts staff members? So, Sophie, go ahead and start and start from like least to most. Like, who, your least favorite to your most favorite Hogwarts staff, five of them. Okay. My least favorite? Out is, of your top five. Oh, wait. T- my favorite. Top five favorite? Well, like, your least of your favorites. So, top five favorite. Okay. Um. Uh, Filch. And then... Okay. Let me think. Wait, am I still... Okay. Um... I like the whole staff. I don't know. Okay, well, go to me now. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, I like Caro number one, Caro number two, Filch, and Snape. And oh, great, Caro's. Um, the uh, the Carols come up in book seven. Yep. Okay. You guys won't know until then. I like so my number five is probably. Professor Sprout, I know she's, like, the head of Hufflepuff House, and I'm a Hufflepuff, but, like, I just don't care that much about herbology, 
So I hate herbology. But I still I still like her, and that's why she's in my top five. And then probably four would be McGonagall, and then three would be Flitwick, and two would be Snape, and one would be Grubbly Plank, specifically because she seems like a good teacher. Yeah, like she's better than Hagrid. Yeah, I mean she's better at teaching, but everyone likes Hagrid. Okay, so my number five is Hagrid. No okay. Thanks. Um, number four is Dumbledore. Number three is Flitwick. Mm-hmm. Number two is McGonagall, and then number one is Snape. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like Snape. Snape is cool. Yeah. And we're going to do a, probably for in number seven, we're going to do a lot of analysis on Snape. Snape. Oh, Snape. Oh, Um, God. Okay. So, (laughs) seriously? So, Argus liked to play by the rules. So, the first reason is Filch was good at his job. So, Argus liked to play by the rules. He was constantly making new rules or making objects and places in the castle forbidden to students. And Filch was just doing his job. I mean, that's really what he was doing. Go ahead. Um, Filch, yeah, so Filch was also just looking out for students by keeping corridors forbidden or not letting any students into the Forbidden Forest. I mean, that's true. Filch had insecurities, just like (laughs) everyone else. That's another reason, yeah. Filch did have a temper, but you have to keep in mind that he was a squib. It is sad to be a squid because you are constantly around around a family that can perform magic while you can, like we said yeah. earlier. That's and Argus, Argus mm-hmm. did work in a school where he was constantly reminded that he could not perform magic. Yeah. And I wrote here, in all caps on our doc, well, why did he work there? I know, why would he choose that? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe like, why Anderson, not choose a muggle job? I think maybe because... My my idea is maybe because he's a squib, possibly because he's related to the magical world, he can't be in the muggle world. Yeah, he can. Like, he can't... I know, but that's just my idea. Oh. That maybe he can't... Like, maybe it would be hard for him to get a job in the muggle world, world. Not necessarily because people would know, but because he has a magical family, and that might be being, like, kind of a traitor to the his family or whatever. And Dumbledore probably knew and offered him the job. What do you think? Why do you think he worked there? He probably worked there. He just... He probably just wanted to work in a school of magic. He might have been his dream. <laughs> since he was a kid. I just really want to work at Hogwarts. I want to be the janitor. Go ahead. <laughs> um, for me, I think maybe he... Can't explain it that well. Go ahead, just just try to explain it the best you can. Um, well, he can't really avoid it since his family is magical, and he's probably getting letters from people who are magical. You know. Yeah. And so he probably, um, I mean, maybe he likes other people doing magic, even if he can't. Mm-hmm. So maybe he just sticks. Maybe it makes him feel magical. Yeah. To be around magic. Okay. So, um, so we find out that he's a squib when Harry reads Filch's personal property in well, his office why would you do that? in Chamber Seat. Because Harry's Harry and he gets away with everything and he I can do whatever he wants. Since I'm Harry Potter. Okay, so um how about you read this quote? 
Okay. This is when this is from Chamber of Secrets. So sorry if you haven't got to that yet. If I thought you'd read my private, not that it's mine for a friend, be that as it may. However, very well, go and don't breathe a word. Yeah, he. he that's kind of like the one time you see him, just kind of like, like. Oh no! I'm panicking. Panic attack. Yes. Um. So. He also said he had a lot. He he had a lot of love to give. Um, Filch was devastated when his dear cat, Mrs. Norris, was petrified in Chamber of Secrets. And it might not be a coincidence that Madame Pence and Filch attended Dumbledore's funeral together. Hmm. Ooh. He fought for what was right. In the Battle of Hogwarts, Filch did assist McGonagall by evacuating students and bringing them to safety. Um, and then we have our next little article, which doesn't have that much on it. Um, the grumpy Hogwarts staff we can kind of relate to. Um, so it says Filch did take things too far sometimes. For example, he wanted to bring back corporal punishment. Okay, Vaughn, why don't you talk a little bit about, like, how he wanted, how they punished people in number seven and how he wanted to punish people. Okay, this might be a spoiler, so you guys might want to fast forward. Um, so... They would punish people. Well, the Caros that yeah, it wasn't Filch. Well, Filch would turn them over to the Caros. Just keep talking about how the Caros did it. Yeah, so the Filch would turn them over to the Caros, and the Caros would do bad things to them. Like they'd beat them. They and they use the Cruciatus curse on them. That's basically oh. like the torture curse. Mm-hmm. And we say it hurts a lot. It's like worse than death. Yeah. And you find this out in number four. Um. What. Do you are there any specific students that they um Neville Neville yeah oh great you got something once so what did how and, did Felch participate oh with that? and in the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child you know how um you okay some of you I pro, from some of you probably didn't read this but in the Cursed Child uh in the, in the new world like where What's his name? What's his name? Elvis? Elvis uh, no, 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 no. Scorpius. Scorpius. No, uh, Elvis Silver's Potter. Sure. Yeah. But he uh, came, when he came to that new parallel reality sort of thing, you could hear screaming. Oh, that was Scorpius. That was Scorpius. Right oh, there. okay. Well, you could hear screaming. Yeah. And that was Karos. Co- uh-huh. Torturing. Uh-huh. Kids. So. Okay, yeah. That's great. What's corporeal punishment? We can look it up. Uh, no, no, no. I think I think it, it just means, like that had to do. I already, I already looked up corporal. It had something to do with the military, but I just hard punishment. Probably. Yeah, probably. Like push ups because he does talk about that little like. Meetings. Yeah, he does talk about that kind of thing a lot. So, um, Phil, so just go ahead. Actually, Sophie. Wait, right there. Right yeah. Now. Okay. His bad mood is easier to understand when you think about it. How. Filch was the only caretaker for the entire castle, and the school was for magical. He's like, I take. How many? How many? I mean, ten Hogwarts. I don't know, but that probably yeah, like five hundred. I I take care of a giant castle. I'm the only caretaker of a giant castle, and I and I have to find more than a thousand kids out of bed at night. Yeah, I mean. And I have to clean up after them. It's yeah, it's probably pretty messy, but then at the same time, 
but you never find him. He doesn't have a wand, so, like, some things, I guess, can be hard. But, like, potions, Snape ends up cleaning up all the mess. Like, because I was thinking about this, and you know how Neville messes up a lot? Yeah, well, no. And and stuff explodes. What's his name? Uh, Dean Dean Thomas? Uh, Yeah, it always explodes in his face. That happens to Seamus, too. And, like, uh, Severus can clean it. I mean, he doesn't. Yeah. He, I mean, because Filch only has to really clean the corridors and, like, polish stuff, but the teachers can take care of what goes on in the classroom. Yeah. Um. So these these students are even worse than, like, muggle students because they had access to joke shops filled with with things to make the castle even more of a mess for Filch to clean up. And then there's friend George making, yeah. making strange stuff that makes you throw up and have diarrhea for days. Or turn into a canary. Oh. Go ahead. Um, Filch was also a squib. Do we? We just oh, said this. Some of this. Just go ahead. For example, Fred and George made one corridor a swamp, and Filch had to take students across it in a boat between their lessons. Yeah, because he was a squib. This is why I put that in there. It says because he was a squib. Um, he had to watch students learn magic, but he also had to clean up the mess that they make when their spells go wrong. So. He couldn't use a wand to clean up the swamp. He had to literally, use like, a broom and a just mop. to wait for it to kind of, like... Yeah, go away. Or he had to, like, shovel up all the, all the mud and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so Filch did have a lot to put up with. So, the final question about Filch, well, at least... Yeah. Do you think Filch was a good bo- guy or a bad guy? Let's start with whoever... Uh-huh. Well, you come to back to me. I need to sit on this. Okay. Okay, I think, personally, that he is a bad guy. I mean, he's good in the first few books, but when he starts sending kids to the... Caros. Caros, he's, like, how could you, you know? Yeah. I think Filch is a good guy, but... How could you call him a good guy? I'm going to (laughs) explain. Because he has to put up with a lot. Because... He's not magical, but he took the job, and now he has to put up with all of these magical kids running around all day, making so. making his castle a humongous mess. Especially he pro- that brat, Harry Potter. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, like, he just has to put up with a lot, and I understand him. I know that some things he does are wrong, like sending kids to the Caros, but... I understand him, and he was just... Like, with when Umbridge was there, and he put, it was putting up those, like, decrees, he's just doing his job. So and, you and know, the Carols were in charge of wait, him. When I Umbridge think five. Oh, I think that Filch is a bad guy, and we talked about this earlier. That you thought guys think that Filch is good because he stopped kids from going into that corridor. Mm-hmm. He was stopping kids from going into that corridor, but he actually he never wanted to stop to really stop them from going in there. He just wanted to catch them. Mm-hmm. He wanted to get them in trouble. Yeah. And he sent them to to get tortured. Yeah. And... Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and it, fun fact, in number seven, when Hermione was being tortured, they couldn't, they couldn't show more than, like, 10 seconds of her being tortured, or they would have to make the movie R-rated. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard that, too. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, Argus, like we said, is the caretaker. He has to put up with a lot, 
And that is our analysis on Filch. Yes. We're probably... I don't know if we're going to do... We might do, like, one more big character for analysis for this book. Because I just don't want to yeah. run out of characters to do. Yeah. And then, like, we're trying to think of, like, let's do... What like an episode of something random. What are we gonna do when we run out of all the books? Probably we'll do um, the extra. We'll, no we'll, more anal- extra analogies. Well, we'll, we might do. We'll probably do Cursed Child. No, I mean like we after. What if we do? What will happen after we run out of Quidditch to the Ages? Like well, I guess that I guess the podcast would be Tales over at that point. And Fantastic Beasts. I don't know, but we don't have to think about it right now. Maybe anyway. We could. Yeah, we're not even close to finishing the first book. So. Yeah, well, we're like halfway there. So, yeah. So, thank you for listening, and we hope you liked this episode. And like always, the links to the three articles will be in the description below. Um, so you can go check those out, and if you want, you can like submit one of those art things, whatever. If you're good at drawing. Um, So thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Uh, (laughs) You have to click this. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check back every Tuesday for more Potter-based content.